I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to Monday Motivation. Welcome to episode number four of Monday Motivation. I am your host, Travis Berry, a.k.a. The Failing Youth Pastor. You can find me on Twitter at Failing Youth PTR. And it's Sunday night as I am recording this. I had the opportunity to preach this morning, which I think went pretty well. I haven't gotten any complaints yet, which is always good. But I wanted to bring to you another Monday motivation. And I, I figured since last week I shared a sermon of mine, I won't do that again. Instead, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 13. And my hope and my prayer is that this chapter will bless you. So this psalm is from David, and it is for the director of music. I want to highlight something real quick. A lot of you probably already know this, you realize this, but these were meant to be sung. These were like worship songs. And I love the fact that a lot of these were meant and created to be sung because there is some raw and real emotion, as we're going to see here in Psalm chapter 13. It starts like this. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Now, imagine for a moment singing that lyric in your church congregation. It probably wouldn't go over very well. Usually they're a little bit more poppy and um, upbeat than that. But I think what we've lost in some of our Christianity is being real and being honest about the struggles that we face as people, as fallen human beings. There are times when I feel like God has forgotten me. There's times where I don't feel like God is with me. And it's important to realize a a couple of things. Number one, your feelings don't always reflect reality. How something makes you feel or how it makes you not feel doesn't mean it's good or bad. It doesn't mean it's not actually there. And I think we sometimes allow our feelings to get in the way of what is actually true. But with that being said, your feelings aren't necessarily invalid. So those are not diametrically opposed uh, from one another. Feelings shouldn't rule you, but at the same time, your feelings do matter. And I love that David is singing this song to the Lord. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? That is real. That is honest. And that's kind of brutally, almost brutally honest sometimes in my own life. And then he continues, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Sometimes I use humor as a way to kind of dilute my emotions. And I don't know if dilute is the right word. Probably not. Deflect. Deflect my emotions. When I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling down, I use humor 
And here, David just kind of goes headlong into his emotions. And he, and he says, how long am I to wrestle with my own thoughts? He is seeking after the Lord. He wants to hear from the Lord, but his thoughts are taking over. And we've all been there. We've all had that moment, especially when it's, when it's dark, especially at night. It, it typically happens to me where thoughts just creep into your head and they, they're running through. Maybe it's anxieties. Maybe it's uh, things that you're, you're worried about. Maybe it's issues that you have. That's when those thoughts kind of creep in and they come in and they seek to take over you. Day after day, have sorrow in my heart. So he has these thoughts and he has sorrow in his soul. And then he says, how long will my enemy triumph over me? Of course, the enemy that he is most likely talking about is a foreign enemy. Uh, Being the king of Israel, he's probably referring to some sort of foreign power or something like that. But we have an enemy. And I'm not saying that we are David, but we have an enemy. We have sin. Jeremiah 17.9 says that the heart is deceitful above all things who can understand it. We have within ourselves our greatest enemy, which is our hearts, which is why David's thoughts are wrestling, right? He's wrestling with his thoughts. And that's why he has sorrow in his, in his heart. That's the true enemy, if you will. Sin is our enemy And there are times where we have to battle it, where we're wrestling uh, against it when in fact we're supposed to walk away from it. And when sin creeps in, when anxiousness creeps in, when depression creeps in, when, when darkness creeps in, what do we do? I think we should be doing what David is doing, and that's going to the Lord with it. Verse three, look on me and answer, Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. I love the Psalms because they are so raw that you can see yourself in them. You can see yourself writing this kind of stuff. Now, I I ain't no poet, all right? I'm not a poet, but I've thought similar stuff to this. Now, of course, I don't know if I have any foes I don't know of any foes that I have. <laughs> I can't say that I that I have those. But let, let's be honest. There are times where we feel like this. You can you you can sense and you just feel how David is feeling in this moment because you you've been there. And even if you're not going to give those words to this in the same way that he would, you feel it. You feel what David is feeling here. But then there's a shift. And this is where the promise that you hold on to is bigger and more important than your feelings. Verse 5, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Here's the key. Number one, we have to trust, and this is all part of faith. Part of faith is trusting in God. That is what faith is. It's a trust. And so we need to trust in God and his unfailing love for us. And for me, when I'm going through difficult times, when I'm going through trials, I have to understand and I have to remind myself that the promises of God are more true 
than the feelings I'm feeling now. The promises of God are worthy of my trust. They're worthy of me holding on to because they are bigger and more important than the way I am feeling now. And so I could be feeling like how David is feeling here, but I know that God has an unfailing love for me. How do I know that? Because Jesus paid for my sins on the cross. That's how I know. That's how I know that God has an unfailing love for me. And my heart rejoices in your salvation. The fact that I have been purchased on that cross, the fact that Jesus rose from the grave ought to give me joy. It ought to give me hope. That doesn't mean that the way I'm feeling isn't important. That doesn't mean that the hurt I feel isn't important or the the anxiety that I'm feeling isn't important or that maybe it's just anxiousness that I'm feeling isn't important. But the hope of salvation is greater. The hope of salvation is what I need to fix my eyes on. And then he says this in verse 6 to end it. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. One of the problems that the Israelites had in the Old Testament is oftentimes they would forget what God had done for them. And in Joshua chapter 4, we see an amazing thing happen where God stops the Jordan from flowing and they cross, uh, the Israelites go across the, the Jordan River. And God tells them to go to the river. God tells Joshua to, to get men to go into the river, take 12 stones and, and stack them up. And Joshua relays this message to his people, to the Israelites. And he says, the, the reason why we're doing this in Joshua chapter 4, the reason why we're doing this is so that it would be a memorial. It would be something that we can look back on. And, and in the future, this is what it says in verse 6, in the future, when your children ask you, what do those stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. See, God was encouraging them to remember what I have done for you. But over and over and over and over again, they forgot. They forgot how God showed up in their lives. And what David is pointing here to in verse 6, by saying, he has been good to me, is he is remembering where God showed up in his life. He is remembering the good things that the Lord has done for him. And that should be how we live as well. You might be going into a really, really tough week. I don't know, obviously, what you're going through, but maybe you're hurting right now. Maybe you, you are, you're feeling pain. Maybe you are actually suffering. Maybe you're going through financial struggles. I, I don't know what you are going through, but God calls us to remember the good things that he has done for us. So as you move into another work week, go to the Lord with your struggles. Go to the Lord with your pain, with your hurt, with the way that you're feeling. But don't go to him hopeless. Don't go to him like you have no hope. He is your hope. He is your refuge. He is the place that we go to seek safety and to seek comfort and to seek peace because he is the God of peace. He is a mighty fortress. He is where we can go for comfort 
and for joy. Remember the good things he has done for you as you go into this week. May God bless you.